Rain or shine, it's here to make you laugh. It's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. It's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. And now your host, Kyle Ruff. All right. Welcome to the Steamboat Comedy Podcast, everybody. I'm your host yet again, Kyle Ruff, adjusting my camera for the 10,000th time. All right. And I am uh, very happy to be joined by uh, probably our number one friend of the show from the Vale Comedy <laughs> Show, our most frequent uh, podcast listener and critic every time we make a show has to text me and be like, hey, that was great. Or like, hey, that sucked. <laughs> be like, All right. Which is always great. And, uh, and I love talking to you, Brain, because uh, like like us, you're kind of a, a self-made man, you know what I mean? In this, this comedy scene. It's working uh, hard, buddy. Exactly. Just grinding, making stuff happen. So I, I love getting your opinion on stuff. But again, I guess I didn't say your name yet. Mr. Mark Masters. Woo! Excited. Excited to be back on the pod. Steamboat Comedy Podcast. I love Steamboat. I love Steamboat Comedy. I love Kyle Ruff. I'm excited. And I do. Uh-oh. I listen to every episode. I get the I whenever my phone dings and says there's a new episode that it's been downloaded, I listen to it right away and I send Kyle. I would say like maybe once I gave you some like middling mediocre feedback, but every other time I'm pretty excited. There was only one, I'd say one episode in like the last year that was kind of a, a dud. And I didn't even say that, but I'm saying it to you now. No. Now that you can see see my face. No. I, w- I wouldn't want to put that in writing, but there was one that was a little slow. You know? <laughs> no, I, I know exactly which one you're talking about, too. And you, you text me right after, and you're like, that one wasn't that great. And I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> I think great. I made it's a awesome. sandwich out of it. I think I, I think I said something positive, then said, overall, not that good, and then ended with a positive. You know, you got to layer it, like a layer. There cake. you go. The old compliment sandwich. You got to do it. There you go. There you that's go. Exactly. That's what I, I learned in all my years of, of corporate busy work. I'm sure you probably did too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but a uh, uh, quick announcement before we get into our convo. Uh, very exciting stuff happening. Uh, as you know, or at least you and uh, I. Kyle, real quick. When, when is it since uh, people are listening in 2027 right now? Uh, oh, that's true. Today is Tuesday, the 22nd, 1st? Correct. 22nd. Tuesday, 22nd, 2020, in case you're 20 years in the future as well. Uh, but, and those who don't know, maybe this is our grandchildren listening. Uh, there was a thing called the coronavirus that came around and uh-huh. the whole world decided to end. Uh, but we just finally got uh, permission from our wise overlords that we're now allowed to open restaurants at 25% capacity. And coming out of the shutdown, we're now getting back into our regular weekly schedule of open mic comedy once a week here in Steamboat. So everyone listening, starting a week from today, which is Tuesday the 29th, last Tuesday of 2020, good riddance 2020, uh, we will have an open mic at the press. And then we're going to be back to once a week. It'll be first and third Tuesdays of the week at Steamboat Whiskey Company. And then the second and fourth right down the street at the press. So we're really excited to be working with those guys again. Uh, anyone who comes up, does a comedy set, gets a free drink. And at the whiskey company too, they'll have happy hour running the whole time we're going. So check that out. Check out our Facebook and everything for more info. But as exciting as that is, what's really exciting is all the awesome stuff that you've been managing to do 
throughout this giant ridiculous quarantine going on with the world ending you're still chugging still I'm plugging chugging, those man. comedy dates so yeah i wanted to uh, really talk to you pick your brain because i know you've been doing a lot of stuff so yeah i want to get like a rundown of what all of these uh online comedy shows you've been doing and like what is that experience like doing all these different uh online gigs when just online versus regular i mean we've talked about that a decent amount on the show but uh, i'm very curious as to like now that you've seen several different people doing those kind of productions, like how do they compare and contrast kind of stuff? So yeah, go ahead and start at the beginning, man. Yeah, man. Uh, so Kyle's absolutely correct. A lot of in-person opportunities are shut down. Some of them were outdoors and it's too cold now because it's December. And uh, so comics, if you, if you want to work, if you want to, you know, be writing every day and trying out that material somewhere, you got to go to the Zooms, you got to go to the online stuff. Uh, so that's what I, that's what I've been doing. I, I just, I just finished seven shows in seven days recently, which was a little bit of an accomplishment for me. I think that was, uh, they're all, all seven online, uh, and they were fun there and different, man. You perform with, from the bottom of the barrel, like just beginning open micers to I've, I just, just tonight we're recording this, uh, like a few days after this seven days ended. Uh, I did a, a workshop mic with a guy who was on late night with Stephen Colbert. So, um, you know, from the bottom oh, nice. to the top, all the way, uh, you get to work with all kinds. And I, I think the online, you know, people hate the online. People love to hate on the online. Uh, I, I think it's not all bad is what I'll say. It's, it's like that episode you had. Uh, it's, it's got some good, so <laughs> let's give it a compliment sandwich, you know, like, sandwich here, yeah. um, you know, people will hate the first compliment, but I'll say it's, uh, I'll quote my friend MK Paulson, who I heard say, uh, this is the golden age of prop comedy, uh, which I kind of agree with. I have, <laughs> I have a, I have a killer prop joke, which would not work in a comedy club at all. Cause it wouldn't, first off, it, it would be the surprise would be destroyed because I'd have to carry the prop on the stage and it wouldn't make any sense to have it anyways. But I, if you're watching me in my living room, it kind of makes sense that it would be nearby and you can't see it until I bring it onto the camera. And it's, it's just, it's fun. It's a fun, silly, you know, the comedy is about being silly. So I think, yeah, I think that's I interesting. Agree. I think you've seen some of my stuff. I also do some stuff where I put graphics on the screen, kind of like the daily show would, um, Sometimes yep. like the daily, like a newscast style, sometimes different just to give people a context to something I'm talking about. And that's kind of helpful. Maybe that just means I'm a bad joke writer, but uh, I, I've been doing some of that as well. So <laughs> no, no, we were talking before the one, uh, the online competition did a while back with a friend of both Vale and Steve comedy uh, from the behind the bits podcast, Mr. Scott Curtis. Scott Curtis, everybody. Yeah, Scott Curtis, great guy. Awesome podcast too. Great guests, especially, you know, a couple of them were really good. But uh, I did his pod. We did like a, a simultaneous oh, release okay. kind All of right. thing. Yeah. So I was on his, he was on mine. We just recorded one big one. Um, but I did his online competition and it was the first, one of the first, I think, online ones I did. And same thing, it's a fun medium to play with because I was doing a thing like kind of, if you look at the, those watching on YouTube, you can see obviously, we were in like a little box and I was doing this thing. And I, after like a, about two bits, I was just like, Oh, by the way, can you guys see me? And I backed up a little bit and I had like a belly shirt on and then just like my, uh, my leopard print tight spandex on. I was like, Oh, is that okay? And I was sticking out my ass all funny. So it's, it's there's, there's some opportunity to play with the medium. Yeah. I think yeah. it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And those of you um, who are only listening, yeah, 
can't see us right now, Kyle, Kyle has a small box, very little box, like he said, and I have a much larger box. I've, you know, I've taken up more, more space on the, on the video. Sorry about that, Kyle. Hey, it's not how big your box is. It's how you use it. Right. I guess so. I guess so. No, it's about big. I don't know. <laughs> That's what people with small boxes say. Yeah. It's both. <laughs> things. It's both things. I'm sure. So yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you're seeing some positive in the online stuff as well. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So how about, how about I, uh, I, I sling out seven shows. You ready for it? Yeah. Them? Yeah. Let's, Let's start with show number one, man. Yeah, show number one is is my own show. How about that? Is a little bit of a, a plug. Comedy Test Kitchen. It's every Friday night. Kyle Ruff has has been on it at least twice that I know of. Uh, he yeah, was there times. in the beginning when it was very bad. It was uh, you know, just <laughs> not good. Uh, was still trying like my book, not good yet. because uh, it did get good. It it's gotten much better. It's got like good production value. I hear from comedians all the time. This is like you know, it's it's a glorified open mic. It's a showcase. Uh, but it, it, you know, occasionally we get pretty good names on there and it surprises me. You know, I have coming up next year, I have cruise ship headliners. I have this guy who performed with Dave Chappelle in Yellow Springs. Like he was the opener when Dave was recording 846, the Netflix special that's out. So he did 15 minutes ahead of time. His name's Gabe Kia, very funny comic out of Cincinnati, Ohio. He's going to be that's on the awesome. comedy test kitchen on February 29th. So get you. I don't think the tickets are available yet, but you can get them uh, once they come out. And uh, Mike Marino, New Jersey cruise ship comedy club touring guy, Mark Yaffe. He's got a dry bar special. These are all people coming up. Uh, we got a cool show on January 22nd, 2021. Uh, 12 year old kid from the Boston area is going to be on that show. And all the comics are doing. That is wild. Stuff. I know. It's and, and every show is 30. Who knows? That show could be terrible. I have no idea, but it's only 30 minutes. Your, your total investment is 30 minutes. You're going to see five comics guaranteed. So if you don't like one, just wait a few minutes and you'll see the next one. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> but anyway, so this show, this show uh, had a guest host, had Micah Rem from Fort Mill, South Carolina, who just stepped up. She, she has my book. She, uh, she's also a connection through Scott Curtis. Uh, just a real... Good go-getter, uh, you know, up-and-coming uh, comedian, and I, I was like, I needed somebody to host, and I thought she would do a great job, and she did. Uh, she hosted with uh, Jake Hovis on the lineup, Nick Carter out of New York City, Annette Mullaney from San Francisco, California, and Joe Welke from Los Angeles, California. It was it was a stack lineup, and I I'll tell you what, Kyle, I was nervous because I've hosted yeah. every single Comedy Test Kitchen. It was the first time I wasn't there, and. Uh, I did not like that feeling, uh, but I did like the feeling of why I wasn't there, which was I, I was getting paid to do comedy at a comedy club virtually uh, in the Boston area at the comedy studio. So that's the end of uh, that's the end that's of the good. first show. You got any questions about that first show or any comments on your comedy test kitchen experience? I mean, I liked it, man. Both times you did it was great, except for if you remember the second time I. Uh, in a desperate attempt to plug your merchandise, I started shouting for my roommate to grab the B blocker at the yes. long time, and I blew up your intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with it, with it, with a hefty. But we got the plug. I'll add with a hefty F bomb. <laughs> uh, well, it's got to be hefty, you know. Yeah, yeah. So Just definitely, like all you guys, all you guys and gals, women's, men's, don't want to gender anybody, uh, them's and they's. Just uh, make sure to mute your mic if you're going to scream obscenities in the middle of somebody else's set. It's just a, you know, it's, yes. a, it's a common courtesy, just a, just a small, 
decency you can do to other human beings. Uh, but yeah, it, but it was a little mute mistake. goes a long way. It was an honest mistake, <laughs> and and you apologize nicely. It was all good. Everything was forgiven. <laughs> we laughed about it in real time. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that was that was yeah. Comedy Test Kitchen. I've loved having you on. Can't have wait to have you back on. Anybody listening? There are spots. If you're a steamboat comic in particular, I love supporting the steamboat comedy community. If you go to uh, markmasters.co, like Colorado, forward slash showcase, forward slash showcase, there's a little web page, and at the bottom is a contact form, and there are instructions down there. They're very simple. You send your location, you send your name, and a video link. And if your location is Steamboat, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to get a spot. So do it right now. Nothing to lose. Perfect. Yeah. So everyone in Chicago listening is going to write Steamboat and skip the line. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. That's hilarious. So yeah, so then I, uh, I went over to Boston. This is a cool thing about virtual stuff. I'm in the same living room, but uh, I was able to hop on over to the Boston area to Somerville, Massachusetts, where the comedy studio is. It's a legendary part of the Boston comedy scene from the 80s where Gary Goldman uh, came up there. I think Joe List who has Netflix specials, and I've seen at The Cellar. Um, the guy, Colin Quinn, I think came up through Comedy Studio. Rick Jenkins is the guy who runs oh, it. He's a, he's a legend. Uh, it's just a great little club, and they're doing everything they can to, to survive during this pandemic. You, you, you understand that sure. game being in a restaurant biz. It's tough. It's tough right now. But, oh, yeah. But they did a good job. I still... I, am supposed to get paid within two weeks and technically I haven't been paid yet, but I am I'm confident the pay is coming. Uh, and I felt like it was pretty (laughs) generous, you know, for somebody who's used to driving three hours to get paid in beer tickets, uh, to be able to just do the show (laughs) in my living room for cash money was pretty sweet. And, uh, and it was fun. It was a zoom show. Uh, my comedy test kitchen show runs off Streamyard, which is is similar to Zoom but slightly different. Uh, this one was pure Zoom, so all rectangles and uh, interacting with the audience. And it, it, there were a bunch of good comics on it. This guy Brian Higginbottom, he's in New York City. He's got this hilarious YouTube video about Reba McIntyre. Uh, ben Katzner, uh, he was a funny dude. He's he's from Minnesota originally, but lives in New York City now. And he he got tied up at work and couldn't get home in time for the show. So he did mm-hmm. a set wandering around uh, a major corporate office. He didn't want to say what it was, but he kept flashing signs that gave away what it was. Uh, let's just say <laughs> if you're trying to order Christmas presents, you're probably ordering from them. I'll just say that much. <laughs> There's a, a lady, Bethany Van Delft, who's uh, had several stories on The Moth, which is a, a storytelling show that's been on, that's on NPR regularly really cool, uh, had some great uh, stories, like Hassan Minaj, who's from The Daily Show and uh, has a regular show on Netflix. He's got a prom story that's terrific on there. And I, you've done some storytelling stuff, right? A little bit. We tried to do one here. It was, uh, 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 we just called it This Is Not Happening Steamboat, which it was, it was awesome. And you recall, we actually called uh, Ari Shafir. Yeah. with here. And we got Ari's blessing to call it. This is not happening. I believe he was in a green room, but he was just kind of like, what do you want? And he was <laughs> like, yeah, call whatever. I don't care. Like maybe you'll get on Comedy Central. Ha <laughs> ha. And we were like, oh my God, it's Ari Zafir. But, uh, and, and this is a, a curious thought. I, I don't know if, and it's kind of hard to pick up, I guess, if you don't know the people going on. But I was really surprised. 
a lot of our people and uh, a couple of people we brought up from Denver really struggled with the comedy, the, the storytelling aspect, which, which for me, I've got a billion stories, but a lot of people, you could tell they were just kind of like, it would tell like a, like a minute of a story and then just start doing their act. Like they weren't comfortable yeah. just telling a story. You know, what did you think? How did you feel that when, when uh, or like the storytelling shows that you've seen? Yeah, it, it's a tricky skill to tell a story. The trick is, you know, you got you to gotta keep to the same cadence of laughter. Like if you're trying to get three laughs a minute, some comics are trying to get 10 laughs a minute. You know, maybe it's just one laugh a minute. Make sure you do that. Like when, just because you're telling a story and it's got a real funny end, it does not mean you can take five minutes without any laughs along the way. When I, yeah. the, the first story that I ever wrote about a Canadian lawyer uh, what I did was I, I heard this on a podcast. This is not my original idea or I saw it. on I don't know where I got it from, but uh, sorry to not credit whoever came up with this. But I basically wrote the story, the beats of the story, the facts, if you will, on lined paper. And I left three blank lines between every beat of the story. And then I tried to fill in jokes like you look at the words in the beat, like, you know, Canadian lawyer is the top one. Well, First joke could be, I thought they were so polite, they didn't even need lawyers. Like, what do they need lawyers for in Canada? It could be a joke, <laughs> right. you know? Um, uh, I don't know, do, do, something about student loans, maybe. Anytime you talk yeah. about law school, maybe- They don't actually joke. have money, they just have maple syrup that they trade or yes, whatever. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you try and make three jokes about each line, hopefully one or two of them are funny. And then you, as you tell the story, you say a line, you say a joke, you say a second joke, then you get into the next line. And you kind of, you guide people, you're telling a story, but really what you're doing is telling a bunch of small jokes along the way, which I think this now is a great time to just organically plug joke prompt on Twitter, which is my favorite new thing for joke writing. Can you hear me going into advertising voice right now? That's right, <laughs> twitter.com forward slash joke prompt. That's J-O-K-E-P-R-O-M-P-T. It's a daily writing exercise every morning, 8 a.m., pops out a new word. Today's word was law. Uh, what was my joke today? Uh, oh, I think you'll like this. It's, it's got a libertarian, uh, libertarian, what is that? Libertarian bent to it. See if I can say something, <laughs> Kyle, while I okay. pull this up. Um, yes, libertarian. I actually, speaking of which, I did a show with... Uh, pertaining to libertarianism with my friend Robbie Bernstein, which we oh, talked yeah. to about a little better but that was uh one of the few things i've had to do obviously we did our shows at the park which was great um we haven't really run any online stuff but i did get an opportunity to do an in-person in philly with my good friend robbie bernstein and you can check him out on the part of the problem podcast which is a uh political libertarian comedy show that they do which is great so if anyone's interested in that kind of politics check it out and yeah you know that that I lean that way because you see me bitching about the government online probably like everyone else does. So. Yes, yes. I've <laughs> but heard, anyways. I've heard it. So anyway, so today's today's word of the day was law. Came out at 8 a.m. Eastern. And I racked my brain. I, I wrote down a bunch of stuff. And this one, I'd give this one a, a C. It's mediocre. But this is what I came up with today and, okay. and tweeted at Daily Joke Prompt. Uh, Congress this time of year is like Santa's workshop, except they create laws out of thin air and trillions of dollars. As you can tell by the I'm raucous dead. laughter coming out of <laughs> Kyle's mouth, he had no idea that was the punchline, <laughs> which means I need to go back to Santa's workshop on my joke writing, which is fair. That was a fair reaction. Uh, yes. 
I'm just going to assume that Kyle in his mountain town doesn't know yet the stimulus package passed in the house and they are creating more money than we created during the last financial crisis uh, in the second stimulus now. But let me get off my oh horse, my money printing <laughs> my horse. Anyways, Bethany Vandell, she was great. And then they, they, I thought Bethany was going to headline, but instead this guy, Chris D, headlined. I'm going to read his name from a piece of paper here. Uh, Chris Dimitrakopoulos. Hope I said that right. He was so funny that I recently I booked him on the Vale Comedy Show, which those that are watching can see the backdrop behind me. Valecomedyshow.com. January 21st, 2021. We're back in business. Uh, we got a, a sponsor lined up to make it possible. We've already got comics booked from Los Angeles to Boston. It's going to be a great time. Check it out. Uh, yeah, Christy, very funny, excited to work with him again. So that was, that was Boston. That was Somerville, Massachusetts. You ever, I guess you just told an East Coast comedy story yourself. So we've, we've had a similarity recently, but you flew there. I did it. I did it online. That's true. Right on. Yeah, I don't, I've never really been to Boston stuff. We do have uh, our resident Bostonian, uh, Jared Morrill, who is a regular on the Steamboat Comedy Podcast and also has his own show, The Moral of the Story, which you guys should check out. Uh, yeah. under our umbrella the steamboat comedy podcast umbrella Heck but it's yeah. a lot of fun you should actually hit up jared and uh tell a story on his podcast it's a lot of Ooh, fun the, that's a the great premise idea. is that he'll yeah and he he tells like a story or the guest tells a story just of like their life experience and then once they're done they kind of said like well what's the moral like what can we learn from this story uh and i've been on there our mutual friend pat truer is on there actually on the first episode it was a really good episode i listened um, to that episode yeah I, I i just know all of the uh yeah thanks yeah it was a lot of fun and uh yeah the, i just know all of the uh the jokes about boston and all the crazy people of boston but i've never been there yeah uh <laughs> so but that's cool that that comedy club uh, what was it again? Say the name again. The Comedy Studio. Uh, where Colin Quinn went in all. The Comedy Studio. Comedy Studio. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. It's had multiple that locations. That sounds like an awesome place. I'd love to get out there and check it, it out. It used to be uh, like in a Chinese restaurant. Like when the Chinese restaurant closed, they moved all the chairs out. And that's when where Gary Goldman started and, and would do stuff uh, way back. I've heard of this place. Yeah. But now, yeah. now it's in a weird... Uh, I don't know if you've ever okay. been to Las Vegas. They have this little like shopping center that's a bunch of shipping containers stacked on top of each other. It looks exactly like that. It's a bunch of shipping containers in Somerville stacked on top of each other in the center of like the worst traffic ever and construction. Uh, but <laughs> it doesn't matter because nobody's driving now anyways. So yeah, right. <laughs> so that was a comedy All studio. Right. And then so same night, this is how you this kids, this is how you do seven, seven shows and seven nights you do uh three of them in one night and then you take a break <laughs> uh but the next one i i virtually flew across the country to san diego or jennifer mason a very funny jennifer mason who runs sofa king comedy shows the last one i tuned into not as a performer had 175 people on the zoom call i didn't even wow. know that was possible it was incredible uh so this was her seventh show number eight is coming in january uh, I got there. I, I hate it when people do this and I apologize to the comedy gods, but I was late because I was double booked with a comedy studio and uh, but I communicated very well about it and I did make sound check beforehand to let her know I was there and I'd be there as quick as I could. And I did get there in time for my spot, 
but I did miss, I got there right at, like, there wasn't even a con, it was like 30 minutes into the show. And when I arrived, there was no comedy show happening. It was pandemonium. They, it turned out one of the performers, Heather Rogue, who's transgender, got like troll bombed, zoom bombed, whatever you want to call it. People yelling terrible stuff. Oh no. Yeah, it was, it was it, apparently really bad, I, but I missed it. I missed it. And uh, it kind of derailed the whole show for a little bit. Luckily, I didn't have to go on next. Asher Mack took that bullet and uh, was yeah, there. That'd be funny. hard to follow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, but Heather, Heather's going to be on Comedy Test Kitchen in the new year. So I'm excited about that. Uh, so some positive came out of that. And that was a cool. fun. That was, that was one of these shows where uh, I don't know if you've had learning experiences in this online stuff, but I had one that maybe will translate to comedy clubs eventually. Uh, I won't say this person's name because I now know their name, but in the, the square, you know, there's her show is so popular that you got multiple pages of, of rectangles in the Zoom thing. And you can see 25 <laughs> at a time. It's like a five by five grid in the gallery yeah. view. And the person right in the center square, right in the middle of the tic-tac-toe board is clearly reading something else on her screen and grimacing the whole time. Like she's looking at her taxes or her <laughs> investment portfolio. And she is just like, every time I hit a punchline, I'm scanning people's faces and I keep looking right in the center. And she looks like she's taking a dump, like, and it's not an easy one. <laughs> having trouble. Did you call her out? I, I did. And I regret it now. Oh. Uh, yeah. So there's another lesson. I probably should have just, I probably shouldn't have said, I called her out once just to kind of like polite, jokey, you know, let her know that I was paying attention and she clearly wasn't and was making a funny face, you know, and uh -huh. then she, she did it again. And, and I lost my train of thought in a joke. Cause I like thought I'd cleaned it up and oh, no. Yeah. And then, so I kind of, I didn't go after her really, but I just, I just mentioned it again. And was like, and you can see the person's name, unlike a comedy club, I could address her by name because her name oh, wow. thing. Yeah. And then, uh, she was the comedian who went after me. It turned out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she was looking at her material probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. She's probably like, oh man, not going to be as funny as this guy. This joke stinks. What's going on oh, with this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the grimace no, she, she didn't want to follow you she did a great job she did a great job when she followed me and was very smiley and and looked great and uh but it was it was a funny experience for me because it, it was just a reminder that you can get thrown off by things you really got to know your material well or or just be natural or things things out of your control can can derail you so uh, definitely that was the lesson That's funny there. did she say anything back to you in response she did not. Um, I would guess that, I don't know. I don't know what her opinion is. If she felt like she was in a wrong or she, if she felt me calling her out was in the wrong. The showrunner, I've talked, I've worked with her since and, uh, and talked to her a bunch and I didn't hear anything negative. Uh, so sometimes I'm oversensitive on that stuff. Like I try and be nice to everybody all the time because I just, that's the way I want to be treated. You know, I, I want people to be nice to me and I'm sure. rarely the funniest person in the room. And I, just because I'm, I'm still an up and comer and trying to get better at this craft, I, I don't like it when people are rude. Um, so, yeah. I feel you. you. Give respect to get respect, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there we go. What do we have? Is that three? That's three. That so was, got, 
Yeah, three in one night. Three so moving on. And then the very next night, uh, mm-hmm. I did a private show, which let me tell you, Kyle, private shows are where they're at because there's money, yeah. first off. Money, <laughs> yeah, shows. that's what I hear. Uh, I got paid. I was able to pay comics really well. I felt good about that. I had MK Paulson, who uh, friend, kind of friend of Steamboat Comedy a little bit. Uh, We're working on it. We've we've emailed. Yeah. So exactly, we'll see. Exactly. You're definitely a friend to him. You're a good deliverer of information. And then Caleb Sinan, who's got incredible credits. He's been on Conan twice. Uh, as I as I mentioned during this show in his introduction, this was one of the jokes that only the comics got, and everybody else was kind of like, "What?" I, I was like, "He's been on Conan twice, and he won't be on Conan again. That's for sure." Uh, <laughs> as I, as you, I don't know if the if the passenger pigeons brought the news to Steamboat yet, but Conan retired. He's uh, the yes. show's over. They're not doing it anymore. Uh, but he, he's also on the new Ringers with Bill Burr on Comedy Central. He's uh, you know, he's an accomplished fella and a funny dude. Yeah, did so, a lot of podcasting too. Yes, he does. He does. Mm-hmm. He that show was was interesting. It was it was like I said, a banker in North Carolina, a bunch of college friends all over the country, and mm-hmm. as it started, uh, all their kids were on the call, which was interesting. And they were young, like maybe five to seven years old, four to seven years old. So um, that was that was it. They got bored pretty quick though, luckily, and and went away. And uh, every once in a while, a parent would like go running from their rectangle because, you know, some kid lit something on fire or something. That was kind of fun to watch. Uh, <laughs> that was a good show. It was fun. It was I love I love the short shows. It was 30 minutes long. And I think that's a perfect length for online. Uh, sure. Anything over an hour is just way too much for online, in my opinion. Um, so definitely. Yeah. So I like that. And, and I, I booked a new one out of that. Which uh, which happened more recently, and I have another one coming up, and I'm just I'm excited about that. The, the pri- like I said, the private shows, it's where the money's at, and the word of mouth is working, and I'm just really happy that you know earlier we talked about the comedy test kitchen and how I worked hard at it when it sucked and wasn't any good, and I've since figured out how to make it good, and now I have something that I can deliver to people who are willing to pay a pretty decent chunk of money. Uh, for quality entertainment and high production value. And I, I, I only have the skills to do that because I did it for free forever on the Comedy Test Kitchen, working out all the wrinkles and figuring out how to do it. So. Oh, yeah. And that's what we're trying to do here with Steamboat Comedy is there's a, there's a lot of like big corporate events and things like that. People come out here, they bring their whole business out for a ski trip and trying to get the, the private gigs going so we can kind of like not only have good exposure, but get our people paid. There's a lot of young, hungry people here and stuff. And that's what we're, we're building towards. I have had a couple private gigs that are people have reached out in the last six months, one very recently. And I was like, here you go. This is how much it costs. And they're like, ooh, we have a budget of like 50 bucks. Can we get like an hour comedy show? Uh... And I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so so we're, we're working our way up though. We'll get nice. There. Nice. That's great, man. I love what you guys are doing in Steamboat. And, and you know, you, you do everything that I love in a comedian. You work hard, you put in the time, and uh, you're humble about it. So you're, you're doing everything right. So the good stuff is going to And it has, yeah. the good stuff has come. I mean, to those listening who don't know Kyle's backstory, he's had Comedy Central half hour headliners like come to Steamboat and perform in the middle of a pandemic, which is incredible. Like, I uh, just, it's amazing. Some of the shows you've put on have really blown my mind. You've, you've done some incredible stuff. 
So. Thanks, bud. I mean, yeah. we're just like I said, like like you know, you just got to put in the work and keep going. And we've we've come, we've accomplished a lot of cool things in a short amount of time. And it's and had this pandemic not hit, we would have we were on a great trajectory. And uh, it's been slowed. It hasn't been stopped. It's been slowed, but we're gonna keep it going, man. And we're gonna keep you being a part of it because we love you coming up and doing stuff and and working with you and all that stuff too. So. Awesome. Yeah, man. Very much. That's why I love talking to you. Cause you get it, man. You get the grind. I know? do. I do. Speaking of grinding, uh, and speaking of connections and then working show well, five. Play, playing well with others. Yeah. Show five. Here we go. So this is an interest the, the last three are kind of weird. We'll call them the oddball shows. We're out of the weekend. Now the, the weekend's the money. Uh-huh. Uh, this, this one's technically Sunday. I guess you could call it a weekend actually 10 in the morning, but let me back up a little bit. So Jennifer Mason, she's the showrunner of the sofa King that I mentioned before in San Diego, we kind of hit it off in terms of just like the same way we have in terms of just nerding out about comedy, did a one-on-one Zoom call, just opportunities to learn. Uh, you know, how are you, basically this conversation we're having right now, we, we had privately, like what are, what opportunities are there for performing? Uh, we also talked a little bit about show running, but then like a week later, she shot me an email and was like, hey, I'm doing this festival, New York Comedy Underground Festival, and they have free classes. Here's an Eventbrite link. And uh, yes. I'm all about that stuff, you know? And so I, I, I attended several of these classes and they were terrific, really good. And I didn't pay anything for them. So apologies to the organizers. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I did offer them some money actually. And, and the guy, uh, James Mandrinos, real stand-up guy, I said, what's your Venmo? I, I'd like to send you some money for these classes I've been taking for free. And he said, just keep it and pay it forward. So uh Right on. Uh, real, real good dude. And I, I heard a rumor today that they're going to bring that back in June. So anybody listening, check, check those guys out. Uh, cool. Anyways, I, I do that. I, I took a bunch of classes and in the classes, I'm like looking for people who are interesting. And then I like Google them to see if they have any credentials. And then I send them private chats like, hey, check out Comedy Test Kitchen, you know. And one of the people in that in that group turns out to be a guy who lives in Jerusalem, Israel which is a cool thing about this, this Zoom comedy you know, nightmare we're living through is you can perform, you know, I performed in Australia, in England, yeah. all over the place. He runs yeah. a show called The International Show at 7 p.m. Jerusalem time every Sunday, which is 10 a.m. in the state of Colorado. So probably the early, other than my Australia show, which I'd call late night, it was more like four in the morning, uh, you know, I went back to bed after this was the earliest where I stayed awake and uh, it was a fun show. Comics from Switzerland and Sweden and Italy and England and America, all in the same in Israel, obviously all in the same show. Uh, so that was a weird one and a, and a weird, complicated path to get there. So that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Making those kind of connections. And I always find it interesting just just talking to people from other places and other countries and cultures, let alone doing comedy with them is a yeah. whole nother ball game, you know? Totally. And yeah, I'm sure that there's, it was probably weird thinking about like what jokes are they going to even understand in this international audience? Cause there's little things I've known a lot of people from around the world, from where I used to work in national parks. And there's little things that you don't think about that you just, it'll just come out of your mouth and they'll be like, what are you talking about? Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Did you find any challenges with that? Uh, not in it. You know, I sent him a list of, of things because I've experienced this before. I feel I don't know if I talked about this the last time I was on a podcast, but I, it's very quick. I did a show in Canada 
and I told a joke where the punchline involved HBO and it just fell totally flat. And I found out later that they don't have HBO in Canada. It's called Crave. So it, it's the same thing. It just has a different word. And so, yeah. you know, some they kind of vaguely are aware of HBO. But anytime you make the audience think about it, it like ruins the, the flow of the joke. So uh, well, I had a I was, moment like that, uh, not to interrupt, but uh, yeah. just even in Philly. Okay. Um, I have a joke here about uh, BYU. Okay. Yeah. Brigham Young University, yeah, right? Of course. I, you might remember the Go one Mormons. I was like, yeah, yes, exactly. The Mormons. And because we're close to it out here, it kind of like every, you say that everyone's like, oh, crazy Mormons. Yeah. I, I dropped that line about BYU in Philadelphia. Now, Kyle, literally people, sorry yeah. to interrupt, but just in case they are correct, I want to make clear that I don't think they're crazy Mormons. Uh, they're just <laughs> interesting, you know, good planning Mormons. They're, they're yes. excellent planners and uh, good at producing family. So, all right, continue yes. your story. Sorry for that. And I, I also hope that I get my own planet. And uh, the good news, if you didn't know, because I have some friends who are ex-Mormons, is that everyone in the world who dies, they get your name and they pray for you on your death or like after you die. So oh. you might still go to Mormon heaven and get your own planet. Good news. But mm -hmm. in Philadelphia, I just dropped just a quick one-liner about BYU and there was literally someone in the audience because my buddy was in the audience and told me it didn't, it didn't hit as hard as it normally does. Uh -huh. And my buddy doc, he just, he said that the guy behind him turned to somebody and was like, what's BYU? Huh. <laughs> and I had to explain it to him. So that's yeah. just in the same country, let alone in Lebanon. You know yeah. what I mean? So you yeah, gotta so, know your audience. So, so this, the Israel show is in, so yes, perfect example. Uh, you, you do have to know your audience. And basically, I emailed the guy like a bunch of topics, Netflix and some other stuff. Do you have this stuff in Israel? And he was like, don't worry about it because you're going to have people around the world. So just do your stuff and hope for the best was basically his advice, which I will pass on to you because in the interest and uh, following the philosophy that we've tried to espouse on this uh, podcast, that you should help others and work hard. Uh, I introduced you to Gil, the showrunner of the international show. And I'm, and I'm hoping that you get a spot sometime soon on that show. Cause I think that's a neat opportunity for you. Yes. And that's great. And you, you network way better than I do. And I always appreciate it whenever you, uh, when you push somebody's name my way or try to connect me with somebody did the same thing with MK Paulson. We were talking about earlier, yeah. he was looking to move somewhere and you're like, Hey, try steamboat. You gave him my email. And I was like, Oh my God, yeah. MK Paulson. So yeah, yeah. I, I really appreciate that. And it does go, I mean, it goes a long way just looking out for each other i mean same with uh our buddy pat truer um always trying he's been good about connecting with people and things like that so uh, he's always yeah. been so generous with his time with me like i when he lived yeah. in chicago and i would visit chicago we would go hit five mics a night uh it was incredible so yeah yeah um yeah awesome stuff yeah for sure i, I love Let's... helping people it's funny that uh I'm, I'm good at networking, even though I'm not on any of the social networks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm famously not on Facebook or Instagram, which, oh man, there was a crack in the dam this weekend. Don't want to, maybe at the end of the end of the thing, if we have more time, I'll talk about it. But I had an, a very uh, revelatory Instagram thing happen recently uh, that I could tell you about more later, but I'm like, someday I got it. I probably... Uh, I could see a future where maybe I'm on Instagram. So okay, groundbreaking. That's that's like earth shattering news for the Mark Masters fans out there. 
uh, <laughs> the entire chapter of my book, not good yet, but anyways, <laughs> which is great by the way, great book. Yeah. Thanks. Let me know if you get on that show. I can't wait to hear about it and, and maybe even tune yeah. in. Cause what the heck am I going to be doing at 10 AM on a Sunday? Might as well get on and watch. Uh, all right. Two, two, only two shows to go and we'll make them quick. Uh, all right, yeah, Wednesday, let's do it. Wednesday, December 16th. I did a meetup group, Kyle. Who does comedy at a meetup group? Uh, somebody who wants to work hard and just practice their voice and find an audience anywhere. And they were like, I don't know, 60 to 75 people tuned in to this meetup group. It was pretty terrific. They were out on the East Coast and uh, it went well. And as it turned out, you know, I, like I'm such a fan of this like serendipity stuff. I, I agreed to do this, this show for free. And then the lady who organized it had a cancellation the next day for a paying gig. And then I did a good job and she booked me for this paying thing, which I'll go right into show number seven, Thursday, December 17th, Nice uh, Washington DC area trade group, online trade group, 50 ish people on a zoom call, uh, button down suits, you know, very, uh, you know, a weird environment for comedy for sure but uh, more practice and experience. And, uh, and actually, it actually paid something, which was a real surprise to me. So a nice end yeah. to, the, to the seven show run right there. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, awesome. how, that's how you do it, kids. Just, just roll the dice, get out there, take chances, take risks. Uh, do, you know, thing, things will happen. From, from one of those things, I got a new event in Kansas. I got an event with a hospital group. I got some senior center stuff going on. And it's just, you know, the more you do, the if you do a good job, you know, I, I, I get there, I'm as professional as I can. I'm as funny as I can be. I bring my funniest friends with me on some of these events and then people want to work with you again, hopefully, so. That's great, yeah, that's exactly right. Couldn't say it any better. You just gotta, uh, like Michael Jordan once said, you gotta shoot to score or something, I'm paraphrasing, but you get it. Yeah, I think it was no, it was Gretzky said you miss hundred percent of the shots was, you don't take. I think it was Wayne yeah. Gretzky playing horse, and uh, and uh, he picked up a baseball bat. And it, I yes. don't know if I'm mixing metaphors at this point, but he passed the baseball no, bat to Larry right. Bird. Yeah. Right. And, uh, Bobby uh, Orr was involved, and and he yes. was rowing a boat with the oars. <laughs> and, um, yes, it was very, it was it was profound what you just said. Yes. I agree and, completely. And the point is, you got to work hard. And you'll achieve your dreams just like Bobby Orr in a boat with Larry Bird and you get it. So yeah, no, that's great. No, you're doing, you're doing it exactly how you got to do it, man. And uh, I, I really appreciate your grind and how much work you put in. Um, and like we mentioned earlier, man, your, uh, your book, for those people listening, if you're interested in doing comedy and I've tried to, um, I've tried to shove that book down the throats of some people who live here who don't know exactly what like the big city grind is like sure you know and i'm like dude like this it's because your book is all about the first six months of starting doing comedy yeah. and how not glamorous it is you know what i mean <laughs> so and it's and it's and it's very uh it's almost it's almost more of like a guide than a book like a uh like a vicarious journey um and i loved it it was awesome you did a awesome, great job man. with it so yeah, yeah i like to say any yet, check it out yeah, anybody with a dream can benefit from it. It doesn't have to be comedy, but if it is stand-up comedy, it's definitely helpful. Notgoodyet.com. And I'll just say, if you're listening to this podcast and you are smart enough to figure out how to send me a message, even though I'm not on Facebook or Instagram, hint, <laughs> markmasters.co, like Colorado, 
there's a contact form. It goes right to my form. I respond to people's messages almost all the time within a minute because what else am I doing? Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll get you the book for free if you have a financial reason that you would like the book. Um, it might be an audiobook copy. I might help you get it at your local library. Uh, but there are ways that you can get it for free. And uh, I'd I just I would love to get the story out there, get it in the hands of the people. And it's been all around the world at this point. And uh, awesome. Got some valuable lessons in it. So definitely check it out. For sure. Awesome. Well, is there uh, anything else you want to plug? I mean, well, thanks for taking us on this journey of your seven shows in seven days. It's amazing. Yeah, that was fun. I love, awesome I love talking comedy with you. It's like it's like we were on a road trip or something. It's just two guys talking comedy. Uh, plugs. Yeah, sure. I feel like I plugged a lot of I plug joke prompt on Twitter. Check that out. I just want more <laughs> people on there telling sure. jokes. The community is growing every every week. And uh, what else? Comedy Test Kitchen every Friday night, 6 p.m. Mountain, 30 minute show ticket. You need tickets. You have to get them on Eventbrite, but it's a free show. So why not give it a shot? If you're a comic, I'll get you a spot. Uh, currently booked all the way into March of next year. Wow. It's insane. It, that show has grown. Uh, it's incredible. The growth is wild. Uh, Vail Comedy Show is coming back. It's a monthly online through April right now. Uh, May, maybe we'll do an outdoor show. I would love to get some feedback from you, Kyle, on how to pull that off. Uh, sure. I, gotta, I know a couple places. If it's a, you know, if it's a temperate spring and there's going to be some sunshine, maybe we'll do an outdoor in person. Uh, but Vail Comedy Show, we get nationally touring headliners. It's also a free show uh, supported by sponsors. And what else can I plug? I don't know. I do private shows. Question. Yeah. Uh, and this is maybe something we can talk about more after the podcast. Do you sure. have any interest in either a moving that the Vail thing indoors sooner or doing some kind of a half online, half in-person thing now that there's some capacity? Yeah, excellent. I can cover that right now. That's a great question. Uh, so we, uh, before the pandemic, had an amazing run at Vail Brewing Company in Eagle Vale, Colorado. Support BBC Vail Brewing Company, two locations in Vail, Colorado. Check them out in the Vail Village or in Eagle Vale. Uh, they've been great to us. We've been great to them. We have packed out that place. Uh, we, we were on such a heater with that show. It was going incredible. I cried when we had to, when we had to cancel months of book shows, it was, it was brutal. Um, so, but they are very safety conscious and are not interested in flouting the rules at all. And I respect that completely. And sure. I have, you know, off and on considered doing some, you know, switching venues, but Really, the online show has been very popular. We get over 100 viewers on there, and That's we're getting great. great comics, you know, better comics. I, I wouldn't say better comics, just different, you know, well, uh, the industry thinks they're better comics. These are people with Comedy Central half hours, people who have been on HBO, Netflix, uh, you know, incredible credits, and they don't have sure. to fly anywhere to do the show. So we can do, you know, Comedy Central headliner from California, and then immediately following them, somebody from Boston who's got a Netflix show. You know, like it's just bang, bang, bang with the hits. So I like the online shows. Uh, I'll tell you the one hybrid thing we have done is we've partnered with the uh, Riverwalk Theater, the Riverwalk Movie Theaters in Edwards, Colorado. They're in the Riverwalk Center. Okay. Have, have had a real tough time during the pandemic. Uh, they're yeah. one of our supporters and we support them. And our last show, we simulcast, we streamed it 
live in a movie theater. So they have a great happy hour. Wow. The shows the show starts at five thirty p.m. That's happy hour. That's right in the middle of their happy hour. They got beer, you know, burritos, pretzels, popcorn. You can go there, get some snacks if you're comfortable with that kind of stuff. Get your treats, sit down, you know, and see it on a big screen. I have pictures of it. It's pretty cool. Uh, so that's, that's so cool. So that that's a hybrid thing. But but the short answer is I, I'm in no rush to get back indoors. Unless, uh, unless it's a place with like huge airflow, like big uh, garage doors that can be opened. And that's really right now up at 8,150 feet, 8,150 feet is the elevation of ale. Uh, it's too cold until at least yeah. May probably to do that. Maybe April, may, but not at night. You know, the shows, they're, they're late, so it's too cold. Um, so we're, we're sticking with the online through April. That's the plan. And uh maybe may and beyond we'll do something else but we do have that hybrid in-person riverwalk theater thing going on so awesome that's great man yeah. that's cool yeah uh, so the sorry the last thing i was going to plug you, right before you had that great question was just the private shows if you, if you got really the bread and butter is families like this is a tough lonely disconnected holiday season for a lot of people january february it's going to be similar people are going to be isolated if you want, if you got college buddies, if you've got, you know, friends and family across the country, this is a, a terrific time to laugh and you can get them all together on a show. That's very personal. It's, it's kind of cool. It's curated. Uh, I don't want to get too much into the secret sauce of it, but I, I'll just tell you that every time I do one, I sell another one. Uh, so people are really liking them reach out if, if you got a rich uncle or something like that, and you'd be surprised <laughs> how affordable getting, TV star comedians into your living room can be so that's awesome that's great yeah I um I would like to pick your brain on that a little bit maybe after the okay. podcast yeah but uh cool yeah and that's great uh uh all that stuff check out like I said markmasters.co and for us we're still putting out the podcast obviously killer podcasts like this one and also we'll be doing an end of year wrap-up soon is going to be a great podcast I'm looking forward to and now uh limited capacity but open mic comedy once a week is back in steamboat which i'm very excited for it is going to be it's gonna be very health conscious sanitizing mics we got um an actual plastic shield that goes in front of the performers uh and oh, some cool. things like that so yeah it, and it works out i saw a uh that's a whiskey company i saw a band there that's popular here buffalo commons did a show with the glass thing in front and it was not as weird as I thought it was going to be. So, mm -hmm. hey, that's the best you can hope for right now, right? Not nice. as weird as you'd think. So, uh, yeah, so thanks so much for coming in. It's always great chatting with you. Normally, this is just, you know, I'll be on the road to Denver or we'll just once a week or so, we'll just call each other and bullshit about comedy. So now it's recorded for all the people. You there know? we go. There we go. Thank so, you, Kyle, for having me. Thank you, Steamboat Comedy, for everything you do. I love the town of Steamboat. It's a beautiful place. Can't wait to get back there soon. Uh, so thank you, everybody. Great. Awesome. Appreciate it, Mark. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Bye. Rain or shine, it's here to make you laugh. It's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. It's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast.